Hello everyone. Welcome Hello. back to Wulira. This is episode 4 of season 5. Mm-hmm. I am Godiva Akulo, your friendly neighborhood podcast wow. host <laughs> together wow, with <laughs> Jackie Kemigiso, <laughs> who is clearly not your friendly neighborhood you host. You know, I will distance myself. Mm-hmm. See your life anyway. You guys, today we are participating Exciting. in history. We are historicizing mm-hmm. in archiving. real time. We are archiving a thing that we experienced that we helped create that we helped to happen. So anyway, today we are talking about the women's march. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like I was about to just start rapping there just to show. <laughs> But <Okay>. anyway. <laughs> so we are talking about women's march UG. Yeah, mm-hmm. hashtag #women's march UG, the women's march that happened in Kampala on the 30th of June of 2018. So just briefly, of course, both me and Jackie were part of the working group that organized the protest, yeah, that mobilized. And I was the chair. <laughs> give me my props so, give me my props wala you know, anyway <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway anyway so the women's the, the women's march happened on the 30th of june and what happened was that we were protesting against the growing insecurity yeah mm. and continued threats to women's safety in Ugandan society i feel like this season we are talking about security a lot, a lot yeah? yeah because But, it's so relevant yeah it's su- it's such a relevant issue right now so mm. just brief background since may 2017 the bodies of Ugandan women said appearing in random places yeah. yeah and they were all killed in a similar manner yeah mm. it was clear that they had been sexually assaulted and then their bodies were dumped in random places with like objects stuffed up their vaginas yeah, yeah 15 out of the 21 according to uh, yeah. the statement by security minister who is now minister of internal affairs Jeje Odong Jeje Odong also plays a role in the women's march yes he anyways. does <laughs> but uh, in this in this capacity he's addressing parliament uh, as a minister and they had asked i remember um one is a uh, mp odongoto anite um and other members of parliament had insisted that parliament be adjourned immediately until police comes up with like a, a uh, you know a, you know, a statement security, yeah, and yeah then the week after that that's when the minister came on the floor of parliament and one he blamed the illuminati mm, witchcraft yeah witchcraft and then he basically talked about women in relationships but also too yeah, many men. the thing is that the women who are unidentified and then how the statement was written was so like so callous yeah it was so clear it, that it was they so, did he not was so remote moved yes. from what he was saying like he wasn't a Ugandan because I remember sitting like in the gallery listening to yeah, him and he's like he's talking about these random strangers yeah. whose lives don't affect him at all and he had said that of course many people had linked the women murders to like a serial killer because the 15 women out of the 21 as per the minister's statement had been uh, they had killed signed, and yeah, disposed of in a similar manner strangler, yeah, yeah. they were strangled first and then sticks and other foreign objects inserted into their vaginas and then displayed in like public places but they were so yeah. like dumped in in a manner like disposed of like they were rubbish or something yeah. like that yeah so anyway so as ugandan women of course aside from the fact that we were scared shitless because yeah. you yeah. don't know because the women who were who were who were being killed were university students some of them were sex workers some of them were just people who left home to go to church and did not come back mm. we thought that the response of the ministry of internal affairs was extremely callous 
yeah to blame the deaths of women on illuminati and the fact mm. that we are dating too many men mm. and yet bodies were continuing to be discovered yeah. so we try to engage with the police yeah to have a conversation with them about our concerns and the first time we try to engage with them of course we were met with anti riot police <laughs> Jackie, I I'm still out of out on bond by the way. They still Yo, haven't dropped our convict. charges. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> yeah, we still have to go to Gingerwood Police Station to get that stamp. Mm. But anyway, so yeah, we were arrested for trying to go and talk to the IGP. Yeah, and the process of and this is the thing. What's what's I was about to quote Mahatma Gandhi, but it's okay. Let me not do that. Mm. Um, you know that thing where when you when the first time that you say something and then people think that you're crazy. I think that the yeah. first time police when we went to meet police they dismissed us. Yeah? yeah, because that's how we respond when women are trying to organize. When women mm. are trying to tell us shit, mm-hmm. it's who are these silly women who are wasting our time? And that's how they treated us from the very beginning. Yeah. And so, of course, after this happened, but also because in in trying to organize and we decided that we would organize this protest. We were very concerned about the safety of the people who are coming because Jackie, remember, we were asking, yeah. we were asking women, yeah, we we're asking young girls because we we primarily mobilized on social media. Yeah, we were asking young girls, we we're asking women who go to work, and that's why the protest was on a Saturday to allow mm. people who go to work during the week to be able to attend as well. Yeah, we we're asking mothers, we we're asking people's children to show up. Mm. We really wanted to make sure that nobody would get hurt. Mm. Yeah, and then of course. Police kept tossing us up and down until yeah. enter JJ Odong, <laughs> who just like the night before the protest yeah. overrode the IGP's decision to refuse us to march. So JJ Odong basically wrote a letter saying, allow the women to march. It's just these harmless women. You understand? Yeah. Of course, we shall comment on the patriarchal language later. But so we were allowed to march on the 30th of June. And mm-hmm. then we arrived. Let's Maybe let's take a break <laughs> and drink some water so that we can shunder the people properly with the story of the, of the actual protest. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back from that break. Mm-hmm. So, Jackie, tell us your feelings, <laughs> the things you experienced. How was the yeah. match? I think we'll start with the preparation uh-huh. you know, before we go to the actual match. Yeah. So, um, in preparation, because I remember the police had been tossing us up, you know, up and down. And um, I personally went through the Public Order Management Act, like, page to page, you know, just like understanding what the repercussions would be and things that I found interesting, even if I covered the Public Order Management Act, we know when it was in Parliament, but that if you're convicted of that crime, you can actually spend uh, 12 months in jail. So I made like a list of books I would read. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> but you have you have high hopes for Uganda prison. No, and I'm just saying, like I was just like, what did I do in those twelve months? I'm just like, okay, I know I called the relative, yeah. the, the relevant authorities, we even though you know shoes. comfortable shoes, like ready to layers of clothing, yeah. you know, just yeah. in case. But anyway, so on this um, cloudy morning, because it had rained a little bit on that Saturday of the thirtieth of June. Um, we went in the morning, we left home together, I remember. Yeah. Uh, first had breakfast, of course, we cannot, the revolution cannot happen on yeah, empty stomach. Yeah, the revolution will not be hungry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, went, uh, first of all, picked, I remember the night before we were fidgeting because of the different permits. Yeah. Anyway, yes. so this is information for people who want to. Yeah, if you want to, to hold, organize a protest, yeah. you have to, uh, because you know, and here's the thing, because we are very interested in Ugandans understanding that we can exercise our right of freedom of assembly yeah. because we managed to do it, mm-hmm. except you have to be careful to follow the procedures. So what we did was the first thing we did, we delivered our letter notifying police of our protest. Mm-hmm. And the act requires 
requires that you give them at least 14 days. Yeah. yeah? At least 14 days notice of your event. Mm. So we gave them more than actually 14 days notice of our event. Yeah. And they endorsed having received our notice. Mm -hmm. But oh, of course, when we got the negative response to them, from them, we had to make sure that we Can continue. Can we talk about the response though? Because I feel like that is also very key to the conversation. Mm. Okay. So, you know, in, yeah. in, in so, the, the letter, like the response from... Yeah. From police. Yes. So police's response to us when they wrote to us the day before the match, cancelling the I match, imagine. was that... The issues that you're raising about the security of women have been sufficiently addressed, addressed. by His Excellency Yore mm -hmm. Kaguta Museveni in his recent remarks to Parliament. On the state of security yeah, in Uganda. on the state of security in the country. This is basically what police were saying to us, which is one, extremely dismissive, yeah. but also anybody who watched that address knows that we were advised to make sure that they're going to ban hooded jackets mm -hmm. and to make sure that we watch our backs. That's basically yeah, but also what we were told. The, in, in analyzing that letter is that the police literally missed the whole point. Yeah, they don't is understand. That, yeah, we weren't protesting because Museveni said something. We're protesting for, you know, for women's lives. Exactly. So we weren't, we weren't it wasn't a concern or a reaction to Museveni's statements. Oh, but also to put it in context, like we know political heads have said this over and over. They say we'll do this. They say this is in place. The country is secure and the next day another woman's body shows up. So how do you then tell me that someone... Your because, issue has been yeah, addressed. Because the ministers of security held a press conference, you know, and then that means that our issues have been sufficiently addressed. Like what does that even mean? And then also aside from that is the fact that legally they cannot stop you from holding an assembly. True. The constitution guarantees your right as a Ugandan to assemble peacefully with mm -hmm. others. All the police has to do is show up and support. provide security and traffic support if you need it. But they cannot stop you from holding your event. Yeah. And also, I think that this is very key for many Ugandans who plan on, on holding any form of protests is that the police has abused the Public Order Management Act over and over by making it seem like one, it's the, the police is supposed to give you permission. No, the police is not supposed... It's your right to match. What the police is supposed to do is simply come and... and uh, but also, you. like, uh, give you traffic people for the routes that you want to use so yeah. that you don't... Which is eventually what they did for us when yeah. JJ Odong wrote that letter overriding what the minister did. Eh, now we've spent a lot of time on... Okay, but let, let's, let's finish with the technicalities, yeah, yeah. in terms of organizing a protest beyond giving police notice of your protest. Of course, if you're trying to mobilize people, you have to start mobilizing people beforehand. Yeah. But also you must be very clear about the issues that you're addressing because we know that already trying to organize a protest in this country is an extreme sport. Mm. So don't call people to come and support you if you don't even know what it is that yeah. you are protesting about. And then like Jackie said wear sensible clothing yeah. because like I told you the first time we showed up at police headquarters you guys we got arrested I was there in my shoes which I go to work <laughs> in in a court like I really was not prepared to be arrested that yeah. day you understand mm. so you have to like wear sensible shoes also if you're going for a protest you have to be able to run right mm -hmm. and a thing that I've seen people doing which actually my Nakiai who is just like he used to be the special I think he is still the special rapporteur on freedom of assembly and association yeah yeah yeah, yeah he was telling us in his day as a protester in Kenya, 
that what they would do and Bobby Wine did this at the at the social media tax mm. protest is that they would go with two sets of clothing so of course because usually protests have their colors yeah so if you're wearing red shirts you bet you, you go with your other shirt under <laughs> When you see them, there cause police is coming to tear gas and grab people in red shirts. When you see that yeah. shit happening, you just run a short distance, take off the thing that identifies you as one of the protesters, and mm. disappear. Because your aim is to not spend a night in a jail yeah, cell. Yeah, but also this is to people who would be organizing. The thing that we tried to avoid, and that is why when people were saying that the march must have been elitist, or we tried to avoid... You know, asking people who can't afford bail to come on board because what has what has happened no, but, over but, time is that many young people have joined, and then majority of, of the young people are now in Luzira. Yeah, but also aside from that, we did mobilize from yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, the match really wasn't elitist. elitist. Mm. I think that that's a very unfair criticism that people are leveling against us because I don't think that the match was elitist. But we'll talk about the demographics later. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's important to be able to think first about the safety of everybody who is showing yeah. up into mm. whatever space and not just your own safety. Mm. Yeah. So if you have a, if you can set up a bail fund, because we cannot leave. Yeah. We cannot say that we are going to exclude certain members of our society mm-hmm. from direct civic action in our yeah. society. Right. Mm. So you, you, we have to think ahead. We have to be able to think about what are the ways in which we can facilitate as many people as possible to participate to in exercising their rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in making this demand and this declaration to our to our government, that Ugandan lives matter, that women's lives matter. Yeah, and then yeah? can we also talk about like the the politicization? You know when you know how like protests in this country have been labeled opposition. Opposition, you yes. Know? And then marches mean mm. NRM, like yeah, oh, and that's we, also we, something yeah, yeah that we, we tried yeah, very deliberately. We're to marching avoid. against sickle cells. We're yeah. marching for we're marching for this. And mm. then when you when you use the term, the term protest, it automatically means anti confrontational. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I I like that from the beginning it was very clear that yeah. this is not about any particular political party because we mm-hmm. had women from FDC, we had women from PPP, we tried to mobilize women from yeah, NRM, you you NRM, but of course people, some people are playing survival politics. Mm-hmm. But also because I think that as Ugandans we have to acknowledge that the job of building this nation is for all of us. We cannot afford to act like there are people we are not willing to work with to protect yeah. women's lives, yeah. you know, because we want women's lives to be protected. So I think we should take another break at this point. <laughs> this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> I think we should take another break at this point. Then when we come back, we shall move beyond the technicalities and, and talk about how march. we experienced the march. Yeah. Welcome back. And our topic is the women's march. What a fire. <laughs> so we're talking about uh, our experience and I could please bring us in. Hey, with you, experience. You, you are like on okay. some different Jackie. different energy a high up there. You know I have mob feelings. You, know. you get <laughs> I have so many feelings. It was really, really beautiful. At mm-hmm. least for me the way that I experienced the match, like speaking as somebody who was one involved in the background work and thinking about how we were panicking and that last morning still looking yeah. for authorizations and whatever. But then also to see Banayu. Banayu showed up on time, Yo. by the way, you guys. This is one Banayu thing that you showed up. Know Banayu showed up on time. So Banayu, by the way, I'm not, I'm not accepting this with any excuses anymore. If you can, but it's important to show up on time to, to protest for women's yeah. lives. Yeah. So I really just applaud all the Banayu who came. Yeah. You understand? Because people came in numbers. People came, young people. And yeah. like, it was really interesting. I think that the largest number of people who attended the match were like between the ages of like 18 to 25. Mm. Yeah. There were 
people who are in holidays from school, mm-hmm. university students, even like teenagers. Yeah. It was so interesting you to know, watch. You know, and the then sex the, workers were there. Exactly. Then the queers came. <laughs> Yo, it, it like I I really I looked at the at the crowd, especially when we got to the railway grounds, because mm. I remember before we set off, mm. we were still caught up in is police going to escort us or are they here yeah. to intimidate us? Yeah. But then when we got to the other side and pulling out their rainbow flags and people said making speeches and people were chanting like we walked I think it's about a four kilometer distance from yeah. Centenary Park to Railway Grounds Jackie I didn't feel any of that distance and you know I hate walking yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know me I felt it I like when we were slo- sloping down I was actually among the last people yeah. <laughs> you were the strugglers <laughs> I was struggling so. you were the strugglers but yeah like I felt so many feelings on that day Jackie mm. I, I was proud to be a Munayu on the 30th of June this year I don't I didn't even take a single picture and I do record and I take yeah. pictures all the time but I was so like caught up in the in the moment mm. that when like pictures said coming up like online for that much I'm just like I actually don't Did have not, yeah. a single picture I it was I don't know Jackie how, how how would you describe that feeling what's that feeling because I feel like we were very aware of the fact and even now I know that we are aware of the fact that we were participating in something historical yeah, yeah? something that we've not seen before and something that's going to give birth to a lot more because it, like mm. just the week after actually two days after the women's yeah. march then we had people showing up to protest against social media taxes mm. without even like they no knew tears. of course they'd be yeah. tear gas whatever but people were just like no we go yeah? yeah the women did this thing the women got up and said we are going to go meet police we're going to go and make sure everyone hears our voices and at that march we were talking about rape culture Mm, yeah? yeah, we talked about the rights of queer Ugandans. Yeah. We talked about how our society treats sex workers. It was it was beautiful. It was yeah, it was something else. Like all the Ugandans who showed up, thank you for making history yeah. with us and then, because of course, we made history. We can also not mention the dignitaries that hey, decided to show up. Man, you guys, the Bazungu came. Exactly, the Bazungu came. <laughs> The Bazungu real came, you guys. Who yeah. was there? And also, we, because we have to point out that they were very important in ensuring our safety. Exactly. Because police is not going to fire tear gas at the American, American ambassador, ambassador and the French ambassador and the head of the World Bank. Yeah. You get. So thank you to those three women. Exactly. For but showing like, up. You know, women organizing. Yes. Women supporting. Yes. And because we mobilized at, ourselves like that. Yeah. yeah? And I mm. don't want to hear this nonsense of women are their own worst enemies when clearly women are not our own worst enemies. Mm-hmm. We are organizing to protect each other. Feminist organizers. And to fight for our lives mm-hmm. as women. Right? So in terms of going forward, I'm very excited to to see the ripple effect that the Women's March is going to have in terms of Ugandans' thought process about organizing to make their voices heard on issues that they feel are important. Because I was watching an interview on, I think it was NTV with Lydia Namubiru, and Lydia Namubiru was on the show, and somebody asked her, so which what sort of group are you people? Yeah, And Mm. And she told this journalist that we're just a group of women who are especially aggrieved by this thing and are determined to make sure that we follow it up to its very end. So we formed a working group. Yeah, and for if those you want who don't to address an issue, the, do the same. Yeah. Yeah. Those who don't know about the march and like the people who are... Lydia Namubu was the... Yeah, she was doing publicity. Pu- publicity for the march, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really like when I heard her say that and then just a few days later we see the Raymond Mujuni's APAS Bobby Wine on the street. I was like, yes, these people are taking Lydia's call to action seriously. Yeah. yeah. If you're so aggrieved by an issue, 
you also be like the women and form a group and address the issue. Yeah. So anyway, you guys, we could talk about our feelings until <laughs> next week. <laughs> but we we are aware that some of you are paying OTT and we don't know if you would pay that tax to listen to our for our podcast. <laughs> So, in solidarity with those of you who are paying the OGT, we shall end this episode here. But please mm-hmm. feel free, especially those of you who came for the match, to you. share your experiences with us, share your feelings, because we are trying to make sure that we document this moment, that yeah. this moment does not get lost to us, mm-hmm. that our daughters and granddaughters can hear about how we organized. So, reach out to us, tell us your stories of the match. What were your feelings? Did you come with your mom? Did you come with your sister? Were you one of those queers? holding a rainbow flag yeah like Did tell your us your stories your yeah <laughs> so tell us your stories and yeah and remember of course we are a learning podcast mm-hmm. if you have any other special moments that you think that we should historicize in real time let us know as well and we'll be open to do that until then it's jackie and godiva and we'll see you next time on Woolida. up